Hi! Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we talk to Leah Hextall about what the NHL is doing about its plans for 2021, but mainly about women. Kim Ang breaking the glass ceiling in Major League Baseball. And when, oh when, will we see a woman named general manager in the National Hockey League? A great discussion on the podcast. We are joined on the line by Leah Hextall, our friend, to talk some, well, lots of things. Leah, how are you doing tonight? I'm all right, Christian. How are you surviving? I have to say I feel for you because, yes, you are correct. There is not a lot going on in the sports world right now, locally or even nationally, due to our lovely global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like uh, health is more important than sports. And exactly, crazy, treat right? It that way, I know. Uh, <laughs> let's just talk hockey first before we get into uh, the incredible history made today by the Marlins and Kim Ang. But the, what are your thoughts on the idea of a Canadian division that's looking more and more likely for next season? I think that you need to do whatever it is that you need to do to make sure that everybody's as safe and healthy as possible. I mean, we just were kind of joking about it, but you and I both know that the health of everyone involved who is going off to work needs to be considered. And that's what everyone in the NHL will do. They will go off to work and due to the money that the players make and the coaches make, we tend to forget that these people are working and we don't feel as sorry for them. But the fact is we need to make sure that they are safe and if that means that we have to have a Canadian division in order to um, adjust to what's going on in the United States and their situation and to make sure that everybody remains safe, then that is exactly what the NHL should do. And I am all for it. And I will say, perhaps we could possibly see some new rivalries if this be the case. Why are you thinking like Winnipeg versus Montreal? Well, you never know, right? I mean, these teams that are not, you know, with Winnipeg being in the Western Conference and you look at the Eastern teams, they don't play each other that much. So if you're playing in a division and say you're rotating through for the first month of the season or two months of the season, however long it takes, and you're playing the same opponents, I mean, we only have a handful, just over a handful of teams here in Canada. I mean, that could lead to some, you know, tete-a-tete. I mean, that's what makes playoff hockey so great is that these teams see each other again and again and again throughout a series. So if you're seeing each other more uh, consistently, we could we could definitely see some tempers rise, and I'm all for that, and I think that could be good for the game. When do you think the NHL has to have a plan by? You know, Christian, that's a great question, but I always go back to the fact that the virus is in control. And so I don't think there is a date on this. I can tell you what I've been hearing is the fact that, you know, they really don't want to play without fans. They understand that that's going to be the likelihood, but what the owners would like to do is wait as long as they possibly can until they you know, can't pretty much wait anymore in hopes that even if they don't start with fans, that the majority of the season would be played with some sort of fan base in it. And it's, you know, quite frankly, it's not just the owners. If you talk to any of the players right now in their off season, they don't want to play to empty rinks again. And they also don't want to be in a bubble format um, for long periods of time. So I don't know when they have to have a plan, but there's definitely a lot still to decide, I believe, Christian, when it comes to the return to play for the NHL in this matter. Absolutely. So today, Kim Ang has been hired as the first women to be a general manager of one of the big four. 
North American sports leagues. Joanne Polak was GM of the Ottawa Rough Riders and deserves absolute shout out as well back in from 89 to 92. But uh, this is a huge, huge moment for women in sports, isn't it? It's a massive moment and we can throw out all the cliches about breaking the grass ceiling, but it's, it's a huge moment. And it's also a huge moment for people of color because Kim Ng is of Asian descent. So, I mean, you, you can't just breeze by this in any way. And what I love most about this Christian is the fact that Kim Ng, every single comment you saw today from the baseball world was nothing but respect. This woman has earned it. Female, male, it doesn't matter. She deserves to be the GM of the Marlins. And it just so happens she's female. I mean, over 30 years, uh, in the sport, 21 years in front offices, and three World Series wins to her credit. I mean, that's a resume that backs being the general manager of the Marlins, and it's really exciting because, once again, we've talked about this before. I mean, it's representation, and it's a big piece of the puzzle in sports to start getting women into places where they make the actual decisions. Well, I remember when Florence Schelling was hired on to be GM of SC Burn in the Swiss National League, was the first woman, I think, to be GM of any pro men's team in the world. You're absolutely right, Christian. And I actually had the pleasure of hosting a panel for the coaches' site, um, which had Florence on it. And it was an all-female panel. And Florence talked to me the fact that, you know, she became the GM of SC Burn, the first woman to do so for pro men's hockey in the world. And when she got the phone call, she thought it was a joke. And while we both got a little bit of a giggle out of that, at the same time, it, it's sad. It's sad that when she got the phone call, she thought it was a joke because as if this could be happening, that they would be looking at her to be a general manager. But then she turned that around, and as she told me, and I really think this is a great piece of advice for any female and then truly anyone out there, she said, because I felt that way and because it never happened before, I went into that interview and I had nothing to lose. And she said, I went for it in a way I said everything I wanted to say and I didn't hold back. And that's one thing, Christian, that, you know, as women, we tend to do, you know, it's just something within our nature and it's systematic. And when there's a job opening, we think that we have to check every single box. There's actually been studies about it. Whereas a man will look at a job and say, Oh, I I can do half of it. So yeah, I can do this job. And that's just a systematic part of the way that we're raised. And the fact that Florence just went in there and she broke down all the doors and got the job because she had nothing to lose because she did think that they thought it was a joke. But in the end of the day, she got the job and away we go. We have our first. Let's not make it the last. And in the NHL, you've got Cammie Granato as the league's first female pro scout for Seattle. But after that, you know, you look down the list, and I, I read an article in The Athletic about a year ago that looked at gender diversity in hockey operations, period. And the Leafs were the highest, with 16% of their hockey ops being women. And yeah, that's you the, know, that's oh, the sorry, best. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you know, I go back to this panel that I, that I was a part of, because Cammy Granada was part of it as was Lindsay Arkin, and she's the president, and she's, and Lindsay's female. She's the president of the NHL Coaches Association. And she doesn't have one female member because there is no female coaches. And when you look at the other big four, as you mentioned, the NFL and NBA and MLB, they all have female representation on their coaches. And they also have quite a few females within their operations side. So, yes, it is not wrong. Hockey is far behind. And one thing that I believe needs to be done is the fact that there are 
qualified women coaching. There are qualified women doing jobs, but organizations like how Seattle has, have to make the decision that they're going to hire with a diversity look, not only women, but also with people of color. And then you go out and find these people. And you know what? I'm not sitting here saying give a woman a job if she's not qualified for it, but there are women qualified, but you do have to go look for them. And then when you look for them, even bringing them in for an interview, Christian, can be game-changing. Because it's not only game-changing for them to be part of the conversation in these positions, but also game-changing for hockey operations to see the different voice. I mean, you cannot win. You cannot create the best team if you're ignoring 51% of the population. So it's time to go out and look because there's women out there. Listen, when I called play-by-play, I wasn't the best play-by-play person at all. But I was the first. And it took Sportsnet opening that door because if they don't open that door, I'm never going to get any better. And we're never going to make any progress. So it's the same thing on every level in hockey. And we need more of it. And, you know, it's male leadership. So we need those male allies to open those doors of opportunity. And let's start working together to make this a mandate and make it an important piece of the puzzle puzzle in our hockey culture. There have been enough men over the course of time that have not been qualified for general (laughs) managers' positions, for coaches' positions. The list is long enough that women should get a fair shake and I think the tide is changing, but certainly in hockey, it's a little slower. Do you Can you put a, a timetable on when you think we might see a, a, a woman be in charge of a, an NHL team? Well, you know, going back to Lindsay Arkin, the president of the NHL Coaches Association, in March they started a mentorship program for female coaches to partner them up with NHL coaches, which I think is a tremendous idea. And I think through doing this, you're going to start having word of mouth of NHL coaches when they're looking for people and their organizations are looking to say, you know what, there's a woman here in this mentorship program that we should take a look at. And that's how it starts. I really don't know when the time frame is, but I can tell you, Seattle has definitely come in and they have put the rest of the NHL on notice to say, this is how we need to do business. And you can see that be a trickle effect. The tone comes from the top. And I, I do believe in the next few years, we're going to see for sure a female assistant coach. I mean, the Hershey Bears just hired a female video coach, which is fantastic. Um, her name is Emily, and I'm going to butcher her last name, but it's Angle Natsky if I'm saying it right. And, you know, that's a step in the American Hockey League level because that's a breeding ground for her hopefully to get experience there and then move on up the chain. So that's where it starts. Our junior hockey, our American Hockey League, get the experience, collegiate hockey, and then you move on up the line. And, uh, you know, I hope in the next handful of years, we don't just have one female coach. We have multiple female coaches. And someone like Mel Davidson's been working with uh, the Winnipeg Ice as well. Uh, and that's just another example of someone who's been in coaching for so long. But uh, we see Becky Hammond in the NBA. Everyone believes she'll probably be the first woman to be a head coach of a basketball team. We have uh, more minor positions coaches in the NFL, which is probably the most macho of all the sports in terms of trying to break through. But for the NHL, I mean, if you're if you're a, a young girl, obviously having a league to grow up and want to play in is is a huge thing. And we're still looking for the one league in women's hockey. But let's say coaching is something on your mind. You watch the NHL because if you love hockey, you're watching the NHL. For someone to eventually be on the bench and when you get those bench shots to see a woman on that bench, that day when it comes is going to be a huge day. It's. It's a game changer, Christian, and that's why when we talk about representation matters, that's exactly why. I mean, 
I didn't grow up thinking I could do play-by-play because there wasn't a single female doing it in the NHL. But now we can't say that. And you turn it back because, you know, you go and talk about the female league. That's why that's, that's why a women's NHL is so freaking important because not only is it for little girls to see women playing at a professional level with all the bells and whistles that they deserve to have in their game, but it is also a breeding ground for women to go and play and coach and be general managers and be, you know, athletic trainers and video coaches and, you know, social media content creators and communication staff. I mean, when I was working with the CWHL, Sammy Jo Small was the GM of the Toronto Fury. She's from, she's got an engineering degree from Stanford. You're telling me if she didn't have a few more years there that she couldn't be effective. Of course she could. She's bright as hell. So, I mean, like we need those ability and that opportunity. So that's why when people say, well, these things don't matter, they do because that's where it starts and that's where the push starts. And if you don't start somewhere, you're never going to get anywhere. I think the thing I love the most of what you've said tonight is opening it up to 51% of the population because for those that say, oh, but you never played the sport, a lot of these people have not necessarily played the sport at the NHL level. A lot of the analytics side of things, people may have played hockey when they were younger, but that doesn't, there's no necessarily correlation between I played in the NHL and I'm a good general manager. So when you're opening it up to the whole population, you're going to find people that are really good at the job. Absolutely. I mean, let's look at Wayne Gretzky. The great one was the greatest player to put on skates, but we all know that the coaching thing didn't work out for him. Because just because you can play the game doesn't mean that that makes you a good coach. When we look at Ralph Kruger, everything that's sung, his praise with the Sabres and from all of his players is that he's such a great orator, the way he communicates with people. And he was overworking in soccer in England. I mean, it's all about the different skill set that you can transfer into that job because between the coach and the assistant coaches and everyone else there, there's certain guys that do your X's and O's and there's certain guys who are about the relationship and there are certain guys. So let's make it certain gals who do the X's and O's and let's make it certain gals who do the relationship side of the game. Because I don't think that should hold anyone back um, because truly coaching is such a unique thing and thinking the game and knowing how to do contracts on a hockey operation side. I mean, there are qualified women who can do this? And, you know, and I'm really excited to see what Florence Schelling does. She had to go in and hire a brand new head coach immediately when she got in there. Uh, the league is playing over there. And I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how she develops because I think that's a really important first step for women. And, and who knows where uh, we might end up one day. Let's just hope it's sooner than later. Absolutely. Leah, thanks for your time tonight and stay safe. You as well, Christian. Take care of yourself. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I dig you're out of luck, but Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs>